0: Traditional definitions of business, entrepreneurship, and success have historically been reserved for cishet white men, and home-based businesses are often run by the rest of us. Whether you're focused on finances, freedom, friendship, or fun within your business, you get to make the rules and define your own success. And that is Feminist as Fuck. Welcome to F-Words. Hi, I'm Kelly, subversive sales coach, here to help you reclaim what was always yours in life and business. I love every conversation I have here on the podcast, but this one, this one's top-notch. Anytime I have an opportunity to talk with my friend Heather about brains and coaching and self-compassion and the brilliance of our clients... I relish the opportunity, and thankfully it happens every fucking week. We just happened to record this one for your listening pleasure, and it will be a pleasure. Also, go check out her two podcasts. Stop Being an Asshole to Yourself is her solo pod project, and she has a co-host for Maybe Different Isn't Wrong. Check her out in all the places. Subscribe to her podcast. Follow her on Instagram. You will not regret it. Though... Her most recent pod episode on regret will come in handy if you do. She's a true gem. Got it. This. I'm so stoked. Podcast. Heather Collins. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly Jackson. So today, I'm talking to my friend Heather, who is a phenomenal fucking coach. Um and also just like creative as hell and anytime i see something literally anytime i see something in my life where it's like some giant ass sculpture made of fabric and (laughs) wire or like some sort of lighting installation or anything i'm like i bet heather could do that (laughs) if i don't already
1: know i could probably figure it out oh yeah (laughs) but thank
0: you (laughs) (laughs) um so Heather Collins yes tell me about your business what do you do why do you do it all that good stuff
1: okay well what I do is coaching as you mentioned no (laughs) no right I really wanted to hit you with a plot twist
0: to begin this conversation (laughs)
1: But yeah, I am a coach, and the umbrella under which I have decided to coach under is stop being an asshole to yourself. I coach people to help them learn to have a completely different relationship with themselves. Mm-hmm. I think for so many of us, we we feel like we are living at the mercy of a ter- just a tyrant living in our brains and it's like no matter what we do no matter what we achieve no matter how often we follow what we think our brain wants it's still not satisfied with us and so what I found um I used to work as an animator and I just I watched so many people's brains suck the fun out of what it was that they were doing mm. by being hypercritical. You know, you do your work during the day and the whole time you're like, I don't know if this is good enough. Oh god, they're going to find me out. They're going to fire me immediately. And then at the end of the day, you go home and on your way home, you're like, oh, I could have done that differently. Oh, I made that mistake. I forgot to do that thing. Um and we do that All day every day in so many areas of our lives and so that was what i wanted to focus on for my business
0: i love that because it's so compassionate to consider helping people shift their relationships with themselves in Mm -hmm. order to i don't want to say get rid of that tyrant because we're not like lobotomizing anybody but like unfortunately i know i wish (laughs) (laughs) i know
1: if if you could do it in a way that was healthy i would absolutely be like sign me up
0: (laughs) yeah let's take that part just take it out that part can go that shitty part that sucks let's just let's take it out um but yeah i love this there's so much compassion behind what you do and i can even hear it in the way you describe how you work and why you do the work that you do, um, which is like, ugh, really fucking important. And also not necessarily always present in every coaching relationship. Yes.
1: I think that, you know, this was something that I knew I wanted to do before I had even finished my coach training. Mm-hmm. I just knew this was something that really stood out to me. And when I recognized that with my own life the thing that was making my life the hardest was my own relationship with myself it was the the mental activity that would happen throughout my day that would just rain shit down on any kind of like joy or peace or goodness all the accomplishments you know the hard work it it just like there is no way mm, there's no way I think to have the kind of lives that so many of us want to have unless we address that relationship with ourselves and of course I watched so many people in my life I mean we all have the experience of watching somebody talk about themselves and we're like who that's not you yeah like this piece of shit that you're describing to me I don't know them yeah I know you and you have a terrible terrible idea of yourself and so to be able to do that now as a part of my work and watch these like beautiful people sit down in front of me who have no idea of their magnificence and to be able to show it to them and peel away the assholery Mm -hmm. it's so satisfying because those are the people that we want in the world allowing themselves to speak and to be heard and to follow their beliefs and their values so those are the people that i want to be able to help
0: yes i love. God. Ugh, i love it so much I love it <laughs> so much um why did you decide to start a business of your own like not everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. Not everyone decides um, I don't like the way things are happening elsewhere, or I don't like to work for somebody else or whatever. Like not everyone decides mm-hmm. that. So what were what were your reasons?
1: Um, Primarily two reasons. And the first one is gonna sound real judgy, but I have worked for way too many idiots and assholes.
0: <laughs> Just gonna
1: be super honest i have worked for ding dong upon ding dong Mm -hmm. in my day or like shithead upon shithead and as i started to see that as a pattern like oh look there's another one or oh look there's that same person doing the thing that they do which is so mind-numbingly nonsensical i was watching people that i worked for and i was like i Mm." I'm not gonna last.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I, i know, burn the building down, or like I'm gonna lead the revolution out the door here,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because I can't sit and watch this happen. And when I say watch this happen, it's just, you know, pretty much every industry at this point is soaked in some level of sexism, and of course white supremacy evades everything. And so being on the receiving end of some of that systemic sexism and racism, and it's idiots who are in charge of what you can do and what you can't do,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and who are in charge of your ceiling. I was just like, "Mm, I don't want to do that. I don't want somebody else determining what my ceiling is because of whatever shit they've been socialized to believe in I don't want when I was an animator I didn't want my work to reflect positively on these people for some of them I super disagreed with their labor practices
0: Mm.
1: I super disagreed with the way they were running their companies and I was like I'm making you look good I I don't want to do that And I've always been such a dedicated, conscientious employee. And so it was always a comfort to think like, if I could do my own business, then I just get to make myself look good. <laughs> and I get to be my own asshole and idiot which <laughs> I already am and am every day <laughs> but I liked that so much more that's so much more appealing to me and I think that there's something that I am bringing to this world that is needed and that can only be done in the way that I do things
0: mm-hmm. so those are my reasons I love that. And I mean, I can't say that it's too dissimilar for my reasons and my reasons for wanting to help other people start businesses and mm-hmm. like get their businesses up and running and profitable and so that they can create their own success. Because what business means within the context of our culture is fucking oppression. Like, that's it. Is. That's it. It's yeah. hierarchical and it's oppression. And I like, I want $100,000 baseline salaries for whoever works in my organization. Yeah. I want free health care for everyone who works in my organization. I want free healthcare for everybody. But, but. Right. <laughs> yes, amen to that. <laughs> and those just aren't the practices mm-hmm. that most places operate with. And I've yeah
1: i've found that so many businesses and working environments are just fundamentally inhumane and they're all made of humans like what are we doing yeah sometimes it just sometimes living in this country in capitalism feels insane it does
0: it does and i i there was one week i think it was it was some after some holiday that we had um and I got at least 50% of my calls were people, my clients were talking about how they had thought they had worked through their anxiety about work, but because they were mm. off for a few days, then, you know, the Sunday scaries were even more intense than they, than they ever have been. And like, I thought I've worked through this and like da, 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 and yeah. beating themselves up for having anxiety of going back to work. And I was just like, listen, We're not supposed to live in these boxes. No. We are part of the animal kingdom. Capitalism is made up and we're just forcing ourselves and shoving ourselves into these fucking capitalistic constructs. Of course you feel anxiety because when you're away for a few days, your body and your brain, your nervous system, it's all like, oh, this (laughs) is what we're supposed to do. I mean, you got to shove it back into the fucking capitalism box and it's like yeah
1: (laughs) I mean if we think about if business as we know it and as it exists in this country right now is oppression that means we are putting ourselves in essentially predatory oppressive environments and then our bodies are like no 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 I would love to not do this and then we're like why haven't I gotten this shit together why don't I have my anxiety together? And so that's why the work of learning to not be an asshole to yourself is understanding what is happening inside of me. And maybe that's a perfectly reasonable response to unreasonable circumstances. We are just fancy monkeys. (laughs) We are fancy monkeys and they want us to dress ourselves up and then sit And move our fingers for many hours a day. Yeah. Like,
0: none of that is for humans. Right. So, of course, you feel fucking terrible going back into it. And then when you beat yourself up for that anxiety, it just makes it so much worse. So So much worse. The, like, name of what you are doing. Stop being an asshole to yourself. That is everything. That is everything. Because if you stopped beating yourself up for the anxiety, all you would have to deal with was the anxiety itself, which is not nearly as bad as anxiety piled on with the pile of shit that you put on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we think about what some of the
1: most painful emotions are that we experience, anxiety can be very intense. And I do not say this in any way to diminish anyone's experience of anxiety. Like I've had I've had the panic attacks. Oh, I, I I understand fully what that feels like. And yet shame and guilt. Yep those are heavy Mm -hmm. if we are carrying anxiety in a backpack you put shame and guilt on there for not having already figured out how to regulate your nervous system in an unregulatable environment Mm -hmm. it's just bowling balls in that backpack yeah but if you can take the bowling balls out then you can actually soothe yourself as opposed to what shame and guilt do, which is turn against yourself Mm -hmm. and make it exponentially more painful.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Okay, I'm gonna shift us a little bit. Shift. So when you are thinking about, (laughs) God, obviously the answer is everyone but that's not the real answer for you, uh-huh. <laughs> you about who your work is for and who it is not
1: mm-hmm.
0: who falls into those categories
1: well I can start with the not pretty pretty clearly I am a person who uses a swear word or two I have pink hair and a pierced face um <laughs> uh, <laughs> so i i am for some people personality (laughs) wise if you don't like puns we're not going to get along very well if um i i know that some people aren't into animated human beings and i'm like a very animated human being not great for me either i tend to work with people who were socialized at some point in their lives as a woman whatever their gender identity is. I also love working with people who have been socialized as a woman because I love being like, that's the fucking patriarchy in your brain. And then I like to encourage them to create a revolution, of course. I got a message from one of my clients the other day that was like, I haven't toppled the patriarchy yet, but working on it. (laughs) (laughs) So that's just one of the things that I love to coach on but I coach men and women I tend to coach people who are you know a few years enough into their adult lives where they realize that they did the things that they thought they were supposed to do and nothing feels like what they thought it would feel like or who have worked themselves into the ground in pursuit of what they thought Was like the carrot that we have all been chasing and yet their brain has not let up so i like to think of my ideal clients as people who like brilliant heart brilliant golden hearted people who can't see it Mm -hmm. who think they're piles of trash
0: Mm -hmm.
1: those are my favorite Mm -hmm. because then i love to watch them like blossom as they learn that they're not just piles of trash (laughs) Yeah. yeah i love this i love it i i would say that like people who i who aren't great fits for me to work on or to work with is anybody who wants to use coaching for Essentially, I'm not an instrument of the patriarchy or of capitalism or of hustle culture. Mm -hmm. And so if the goal is to get your body to look a certain way because of beauty standards, if your goal is to be able to override your body to push it as hard as you can to achieve, I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. Basically, like I'm not going to help you. To help the systems that I don't believe in. So those aren't great fits for me.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we're helping to liberate people, not helping to create more internalized oppression. Is that exactly. what Exactly? <laughs> oh, that's exactly <laughs> what I am saying. Yes. Yes. Ah, I love that. Um tell me, you've been around a bit. I wanted to say you've been around the block a few times. So that's the- not exactly <laughs> depends but. on the block <laughs> <laughs> um but you've been part of the selling you community since day one in mm-hmm. all of its <laughs> now iterations mm-hmm. um and you've seen the inside of a variety of different types of programs and groups and all of that stuff mm-hmm. that's the been around the block a few times because in that case yes i have (laughs) (laughs) um so tell me how your experience here and how the program in selling you has been different than other things that you've experienced or seen offered
1: i would say that the First factor that sets this community apart and your programs apart from most that I see is that I have not had an, uh, <laughs> I have not been repelled by the marketing and sales that you do. <laughs> Whereas in most things <laughs> that I come across, <laughs> I will read something in the copy or I will attend a workshop that somebody is giving and watch selling as we know it to be. Mm, mm -hmm. As a culture, you start to watch that go into action. Mm -hmm. And I get real grossed out. And then my body kind of um, wants to turn inside out a bit. And then what I used to do was just kind of like, no, I I bet it's fine. Mm. I I bet I'm not seeing exactly what I think I'm seeing. I'm sure just like people do, in every other area of their lives i start to be like no i'm sure it was nothing so i either minimize it and try to dismiss it to make it okay because i want help Mm -hmm. i think that's what we see a lot of that is out there so when it comes to you i understand that i that what you are saying is genuine and authentic and you're not trying to manipulate anybody and being in a, a selling educational and supportive environment where you are not expected to do manipulative shit feels great it's wonderful (laughs) that's
0: excellent and lovely because i actively discourage manipulation (laughs) yes and to be able to even talk about
1: it as manipulation instead of like well let's just make this okay if we reframe it this way
0: Mm -hmm.
1: i don't like that like all of that feels like sandpaper inside for me
0: it's fucking gross and it's a tool of so many systems of oppression yep and it's it's a as Brene Brown puts it a power over kind of situation Mm -hmm. if I say the right things then that's going to make you just uncomfortable enough to think that I'm the one with all the answers so then you're going to pay me dollars fuck all of that that's so fucking gross
1: nobody wants yeah and it took me a while to understand just how much i was used to and had a habit of making that kind of stuff okay like making what feels gross okay Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm because i mean we do that (laughs) our entire lives we are taught to override those feelings convince yourself out of it and then try it but while you're trying it you're like i don't even i this feels gross for me it's gotta feel gross for the people on the receiving end of it yeah and I was like, if I have to do that, I don't want to do any of that. Maybe this isn't what I want. Yeah. It's the opposite of the kind of mission that I want to have. And what I love so much about your communities and the way that you have coached is for as long as I have known you is that you are so like every step of the way that you can, you like to remind people like, I am not the expert on you. You tell me it's always putting the trust back in the client's lap which is the opposite of i have the answers Mm -hmm. and so that we start to build the muscles of trust within ourselves instead of i trust kelly to fix my problems
0: for me yeah and there are certainly times when i will like offer you ideas of like please send three emails (laughs) yeah (laughs) whatever but like, and that's that's just because I have sales strategy experience. And so yeah. like, if you're not sending any emails, please send three emails. Send you know, emails. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know what's right for you. I don't know what's right for your business. I don't know what's right for your client. Um, clients, plural. Like, I don't, I don't know any of that. And pretending that I do is insanity. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. Pretending that I have the answers for what's right for your business is fucking absurd. No. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, like, when you offer suggestions, it's always in service of the conclusions that we come to Mm -hmm. by using our own guidance. So you're like, hey, that that works for you. You could do this to support that. Mm -hmm. Those are the kind of suggestions that you make. So I love that aspect of this.
0: Yeah, I'm never going to hand you
1: words to say.
0: <laughs> there are no scripts. There there are no magical like ugh, I hate it. I hate yeah. I hate everything about how sales is taught. I just I fucking hate it. And I've been on the inside of many of those trainings because I came mm-hmm. from direct sales, right? And there are so many just absolute garbage manipulative tactics that are used at like the corporate level and like people attend certain things and then pass those techniques on to their And I'm just like, Mm. fuck you. (laughs) I don't want that. (laughs) uh, Yeah. Fuck
1: all of that.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I don't want to have anything to do with any of that. And when you strip that away, then it just becomes about connect to the humans. Yes. And tell them about things.
0: Yes yes tell them what it is that you do tell them how Mm -hmm. they can get it and ask them if they want it yeah and if they don't want it oh my god i still love you great fantastic exactly i don't know what's best for you so if you don't want it okay amazing Mm -hmm. that gets to be okay instead of like I don't know, turn a no to a ye- No, I'm not turning any no into a yes, because if you're a no, you're a no. Yeah, the idea of overcoming
1: objections can be so manipulative. Yeah, I hate it. If you walk into any sort of interaction with a client and you think to yourself, I know exactly what they need at this moment in time. <laughs> You are a part of the problem, my sweet, wonderful friend. Yeah. Like, we don't know. And we get that proven to ourselves all the time in terms of, like, I have three clients in particular that I continue to be surprised that they keep on coming back for more. (laughs) if I were to look at this, I I would be like, fascinating. Yeah, we have no idea. We don't know. We don't know. We can't know that. We can't. It's not for us to know.
0: No. And letting go of that responsibility to know what somebody else needs or wants and then convince them of that. Letting go of that responsibility frees up so much within Mm -hmm. a sales conversation, frees up so much within your, I'm going to say energetic spectrum without not, I don't really even know what that means. Those are just the words that are coming. And like, brain space and like everything else like when I don't have to know what's right for you and I get to let you know what's right for you holy shit we get to connect as humans yeah look at that
1: yeah it drops all the artifice of I have to be the one with all the answers yeah for your life which just like my answer is never going to be as good as your answer for yourself
0: yeah yeah, and yeah, if I if I had all the answers for my life, I'd be pretty right? happy about that. But I don't want yeah. all the answers.
1: Anybody else? I would like one answer a day, kind of like that. <laughs> that would feel okay for me. Yeah, <laughs> I <right>. I could <laughs> handle
0: that rate. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Um, okay, so Heather, tell me why is your business feminist as fuck? Well, I have alluded
1: to some of that feminism oh, 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 up to bit. this
0: point in the conversation <laughs>
1: quite blatantly. <laughs> My business is feminist as fuck, first of all, for I am a feminist, and therefore everything that I do is feminist as fuck. Um, but again, as much as possible I want to be able to suss out oh there it is there's the patriarchy whether it my client identifies or was socialized as a woman like the patriarchy shows up for all of us and so I believe that socialization is such an important part of our awareness and of being able to transform our relationships to ourselves it's really helpful to know if you're being an asshole to yourself, if that's the patriarchy being an asshole to you, or if it's you and your values mm-hmm. being an asshole to you. So it's really important to me that my business is feminist as fuck. And even with my client, with I have a couple conservative clients, and even with them, like, let's talk about patriarchal structures within religion. Mm-hmm. A conservative religion and how that doesn't serve anybody within those communities. So even with clients who don't come to me (laughs) with with um, their feminism loud and proud, it's such a relief for people to learn that this is a part of a larger system. Yeah, it's also hard to learn all of these things. But then you get to actually start making up your own mind coming to your own conclusions and living by your own values. And so I, the patriarchy is an amazing tool. (laughs) It's easier to push back on something when you understand where it comes from, as opposed to thinking it's the deep, dark truth about you.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. When you understand, and this is, this is something that, um, one of the first coaches I ever worked with so many years ago, um, She said something one time with regard to specifically with regard to racism, but it could be applied to literally anything, Mm
1: -hmm. that
0: the first thought you think is what you've been conditioned to think. Mm -hmm. And it's the second thought you think that is actually yours. So when you have a thought that is weaponizing in some way against you, Mm -hmm. against somebody else, it doesn't matter. And then after that, you're like, wait, that doesn't Mm -hmm. quite sound exactly right. It's that second thought that's actually yours. Yes. And we often think the first one Yeah. Is truth somehow. Some sort of like universal, divinely delivered truth. Yeah. Do I actually am a lazy piece of shit. Oh, oh I nice no. to myself. And I doubt that. Fuck. That's the wrong thing to do. I need to be harder on myself or whatever. Exactly
1: yeah well and i i think of it as what you're describing is so similar to the example of like a jump scare if somebody scares you frightens you the initial reaction is fear Mm -hmm. and then the reaction that follows is you back in your right mind in your prefrontal cortex being like oh that was just my partner who i thought was in in the other room suddenly behind me yep yeah it makes complete sense. If our initial thoughts are our socialization, they are the reflexes, which they are. So our brains are like, "Time to think a thought. I'm gonna throw one at you. I'm gonna choose yes. the lowest hanging fruit that I've heard the most times. How about that?" Mm-hmm. They're not discerning. No, they're not. Like, what? What shall I offer after analyzing the data <laughs> and your history and everything I know? No, they're just like, Mah! there you go
0: yep that's exactly right that's exactly right yeah doesn't make it fucking true it just makes it well practiced yeah it just means you've heard
1: it a few times
0: (laughs) that's it yeah oh I wish (sighs) I wish we could not necessarily lobotomize people sometimes I wish (laughs) um I wish that we could like I don't know, plug people into the matrix and just be like, this is the actual truth. You are an amazing, glorious being full of love and delight and possibility and all of that garbage is nonsense. Even if we don't take it away, I wish that we could just like snap our fingers. See it. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. I've actually, I've read some stuff around guided, um, like psilocybin assisted. Or assisted psilocybin journeys and people will get a glimpse of that and then their integration work is remembering that all the time so i think sometimes drugs can be (laughs) helpful but you know coaching is an alternative to that and being Mm -hmm. able to see your behavior and see your brain from a slightly different perspective that doesn't feel like somebody is blowing smoke up your ass because you trust them right because you have a human relationship with them yeah then they ha- it's so much more likely that they'll be willing to extend themselves that in the future. And one of my favorite things to do with my clients is they'll come to our sessions and they tell me about a win that they have had. And then I love to just pick that apart. And I'm like, look at all these wins. This is 15 wins in one. I can't wait to show you. This is an amazing thing that you didn't mention. You didn't recognize that. And I love doing that for my clients. Like that it is so cool to be able to be like oh this thing that you think is like kind of flat and one dimensional it has so many facets if we just turn it a little bit yeah and it's fascinating over the course of time to watch my clients believe me faster and faster and faster
0: mhm mm-hmm. that's the coolest thing absolutely i love that and that is being on the receiving end of that that is one of the most beautiful things because you're you're not only celebrating what it is that they have done but actually pointing out why it's so much bigger and more i don't know multidimensional mm-hmm. than what they even see yeah and that's the shit that that's the shit that like is so profound about coaching is that we get to change our relationships with those things. We get to change our relationships with every part of ourselves. Yeah. And so when you're talking about the basic concept of like stop being an asshole yourself, there is so much depth to that. Yes. And it's not, it's not just or even at all about getting rid of the asshole voice and like pulling it out of your head. It's about looking at it and saying like, where did this come from? It's not you. Yeah. It came from someplace else. Let's detach from it and let's look at the, the other stuff. Yeah. What else is here? I,
1: one of the things that I, you know, when we talk about, having different parts of our brains that work differently inhabiting more primitive parts of our brains than in comparison to more evolved parts of our brains i think one of you know my my world is stop being an asshole to yourself but as soon as my clients come in the door the first things we talk about is that you are not an asshole to yourself it's not actually you yeah. this is the same thing as your knee kicking out when the doctor does the little hammer for your reflex it is completely impersonal that your brain is offering you these thoughts. So we create some distance between you being an asshole to yourself and, oh, this thing that thinks thoughts doesn't have the ability to discern what these thoughts are doing to me. It has a very shallow understanding and it's just hurling sentences at you. And being able to discern that creates the beginning of space enough to create a different kind of relationship with yourself and then from there because essentially what I want to do is help my clients to disarm that asshole a lot of our of a lot of us think that our brains are just heinous ferocious abusers Mm -hmm. and while yes some of these things that our brains say are brutal Underneath that is just like a little ding-dong lump that lives in your head that just doesn't want you to die. Yeah. And so I like to – I don't think of my brain as like a nefarious supervillain. Yeah. Yeah who's looking for every opportunity to cut me down and bring me down to size, and who's just gonna tell me the truth that nobody else will tell me and nobody else can see, nobody knows me well enough to be able to discern this about me. Instead, it's, I mean, I have two dogs, and I look at them and I'm like, oh, that part of my brain has about that level of intelligence. Yeah. It can't tell the difference between a trash truck and the end of the world. Mm what it does know is that it cares a lot about me. And so it's gonna make a lot of noise if it gets scared. And like being able to soften towards our brains in that way allows us to, for it to not hurt so bad when those messages come in. Cause it's just like a kid calling you an asshole. Yeah, (laughs) They may not know what that means. If a (laughs) three-year-old says, fuck you, we're not gonna be like, they hate me. (laughs) they saw through to my soul (laughs) I think we have to like bring our brains down a notch too at least that part and then promote the part of our brain that is us bring ourselves into the equation and I always love to ask my clients does that sound like you of everything that you know about yourself does that thought sound like you Like, if you take a day off, are you going to never produce anything again? Does that sound like you? Right. If you're proud of yourself this one time, are you going to become Donald Trump? Does that sound like you? Right. Or is that just the ding dong lump in the back of your head?
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Who's a little freaked out for you?
0: Yeah. And again, that's just bringing in so much compassion to the coaching yeah. relationship, which I mean, doesn't always exist.
1: Certainly not.
0: Doesn't always exist. And we certainly have a really tough time developing compassion for ourselves, even even coaches. Oh, yeah. I'm holding ourselves in compassion. So when someone else does that for you, mm-hmm. when you have another person on the other side of a conversation and they're looking at you and they're holding you in so much compassion, even as you spill your deepest, deepest, darkest secrets and the things that you think are the absolute worst. Mm -hmm. And that person looks at you and they're just like, okay, Mm -hmm. that is such a transformational moment yeah and it's such a profound relationship well and
1: if we think about what we are doing in that moment for some people this may be the only space they've ever encountered in their lives where they can they will have told you the worst thoughts they've ever had the worst actions they've ever taken and so you know plenty mm-hmm. about them and for a human to receive only compassion and zero rejection yeah like that is a game-changing experience yeah and then when you do it enough times my clients are always like and then I pictured you in my head and you said this and then all the assholery stopped Mm -hmm. and then they start doing it for themselves and it is so cool it to see insane. that happen. It's building a compassion muscle. It's building a habit of it. And we as coaches get to show people what's possible.
0: Yeah,
1: I, I can't tell you how many times my clients have been like, please don't judge me, but here's what I thought about that. Unless you literally tell me that you are going to harm someone. I've got no judgments and I bet I've thought that too. <laughs> and I bet half of my clients this week thought that or worse. <laughs> Sometimes I wish that I could just show people a visual representation of what we see and hear all the time as coaches because we are on such similar journeys as humans
0: because we are humans. yeah, yeah, exactly. That's probably exactly it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I love it. I love. I love your approach to coaching. I love your the relationships that you develop with your clients Um, and the space that you hold within I'm going to say it even though I hate it the coaching container. (laughs) I knew exactly what you were about to
1: say. (laughs) Yes, yes. My Tupperware.
0: (laughs) (laughs) language that is used in our industry is just like that's some bullshit you made up why is everyone saying container why could we not
1: come up with a better word right god (laughs) uh
0: within my glass cookie jar yes my pyrex oh god God. Mm um but yes you are a phenomenal coach and the way you approach coaching is just a gift an absolute gift mm-hmm. and so everyone who's listening to this should probably just like go hire heather right now as you <laughs> uh- <laughs> unless you don't like puns unless you don't like puns or swearing yeah oh if you don't like swearing you're listening to what puns. are you
1: doing
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> you made a terrible decision to listen up to this point <laughs> exactly exactly how did you find this um so tell us since everyone listening is obviously going to hire you as their coach how did we do that? How did we find you where are you you're in a lot of places I'm in several
1: places first place is just the website which is heatherthecoach.com. Heather easy the coach.com easy peasy um yes www <laughs>
0: heatherthecoach.com
1: but other places people can find me um i have a recently birthed new podcast in this world it's called maybe different isn't wrong this is so delightful it's a to me it's like so i do this podcast with another person and so we just get to giggle. we just get to giggle all the time And we both got diagnosed with ADHD in our thirties, which was a pretty big game changer, but we love to laugh at ourselves and learn from ourselves. And so it is a laughter filled time. Again, if you don't like swearing, it's not for you, but there's that podcast. And then I also just have the podcast, Stop Being an
0: Asshole to Yourself. And I also have that Instagram. Yeah, and- both podcasts are so delightful both instagrams are so delightful and your brain puppet is also so delightful i do do that
1: yes yeah. um i made a brain muppet. muppet
0: because that's what
1: most people who are just entrepreneurs in their 30s do
0: you know what fucking cares (laughs) exactly (laughs) but
1: i call kelly the doula for my brain puppet because (laughs) because you have been instrumental to its birth
0: (laughs) Uh, i'm delighted to have that title
1: (laughs) i'm so glad your audience knows that you possess these skills now
0: yes puppet doula puppet doula muppet doula Mm-hmm. What is the difference? Uh, technically,
1: Muppet is a trademarked name oh. from Jim Henson. I just like to say that so that people understand that it's like a fleece thing that goes on my hand instead of like a marionette or like a ventriloquist dummy. It's not creepy like that. It's cute like a Muppet. It is cute like a Muppet. Okay.
0: I see. Yeah, I see. That's the difference. Yeah. Okay. I like yeah. it. I yep. Yeah okay, So everyone should go to heatherthecoach.com and check out both podcasts and Instagram feeds because you are delightful, you are fucking brilliant and thank you're a fantastic you. coach and you put out great content.
1: Thank you. Thank hmm. you,
0: thank you, thank
1: you. And of course, we're hmm. right back at you, Kelly. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for allowing us to I don't know be in bask in the glory of your brilliance for a bit this evening (laughs) oh thank
1: you i so appreciate it